WTTM 061. You're listening to the Window to the Magic.com podcast. Brought to you by Window to the Magic.com. Surround yourself with the magic. Hello, and welcome to the windowtothemagic.com podcast. My name is Paul, and I will be your guide through the wonderful world of Disney sound experiences. This show is a weekly trip into the world of the Disney theme parks and resorts, and this is the place where you get to use your ears to surround yourself with the magic. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 61 of the windowtothemagic.com podcast. This week, uh, once again, I have Patrick with me. Hello again. Yep, and uh, we're doing this because we've got a few emails to address and a few things that were mentioned in those emails that both of us could contribute towards the answer, so we thought it best to do it this way. Okay, sounds good. First off, we've got Pam Wood, who writes in, and she says, Hey, I have a friend who wants to do some of the Nightmare Before Christmas crafts that Patrick had on his DoombuggyProductions.com site, but he says that the site is not there anymore. Do you know where I can go to find those crafts now? It seems I remember you guys saying something about this on the previous podcast, but I don't remember what. Thanks a bunch. You want to field this one? Um, well, at the moment, um, unfortunately, there's there's nowhere you can go uh, to get those project how-tos. Um, after the site got closed down, uh, we decided to move it over to Window to the Magic. Unfortunately, um, due to some formatting issues, um, we can't just move the pages directly over and have them run properly. They need to be completely reworked and reformatted. And right now, I just don't have the time to uh, get them fixed and, and get them back up. Plus, uh, I worked on that site for probably about five and a half years, pretty much constantly. Um, so while it won't take me five and a half years to get all those pages you know, back together and running, it will take a considerable amount of time. Now, uh, my plan is to progressively add them uh, uh, back to the site as they get finished, but like I said, right now I just don't have the time um, to work on them. Now, the one place that you can go, uh, I believe my articles from Jim Hill Media are still up over there in their archives. Now, the how-tos aren't a part of the article, but I talk a little bit about what I did and give a little background on the project, and then there's a picture of the finished project. So that, you know, while the directions aren't there, that might actually at least help uh, get, get you guys going in the right direction with the project. Right, yeah, that was over on uh, Homestead previously. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to move it over to the servers uh, for windowtothemagic.com. And because of the way that the HTML was written by the uh, HTML editor that was used to create the original site, all of the links are not proper. They're all addressed to Homestead uh, addresses and things like that. So we've got a lot of writing to do. Uh, So it's actually going to take a little while. I've got Dreamweaver and we'll be attempting to fix as much of it as I can that way, but some of it is just going to have to be good old-fashioned handwritten, 
and that's going to take a little bit. So I think we'll uh, we'll try and get something up for you, though, real soon, maybe by Christmas, you think? Honestly, if we can get at least a couple of the holiday projects up uh, this year, um, I, I'd certainly like to. You know, even if it's just a couple of projects, at least there's, there's a couple of things there and, you know, kind of get things started that way. Do the whole under construction kind of thing. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Okay, so hopefully that will answer your question, Pam, if you could let your friend know. And uh, you know how to get a hold of me, and I know how to get a hold of you. So uh, once we have everything up and running, then uh, or at least something up and running, we'll let you know. And, of course, maybe we'll even mention it again here on the podcast so others can come in and uh, take a look at what Patrick does. All right, so next, uh, Joe from Milpitas, California writes in. Hey, that's just down the road from me. Anyway, and he says, uh, hey, Paul, I just finished listening to Window to the Magic podcast show number 60 for a second time here at work. Now, for those of you who are not listening to every episode, this was last week's episode where I took you on a very long trip into the park. And we went on several different rides, popped in on the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies show in the Golden Horseshoe Theater, and uh, we ended up on Alice. And while we rode the Alice attraction, there was somebody behind me. So Joe here goes on to write, he says, I, I didn't, didn't wear headphones while I was at work, so I had the volume down the first time I heard the Alice ride through. And I thought I was hearing someone talking during the ride. When I was finally alone in my office, I replayed the ride-through and turned up the volume, and I laughed my tail off when I could actually make out what the person sitting behind you was saying. I certainly hope that he was one of your friends tagging along. It didn't sound like Calvin. And if he wasn't and he was alone, I would have felt real uncomfortable with him sitting behind me. Well, I hope you'll mention something about this recording on your next show and not leave us guessing. Well, Joe, uh, the answer to that is, you bet, I'll tell you exactly who it was. That was Saul, who is a character from the Meandering Mouse podcast. Jeff from Houston dreamed up this character. He is an overly enthusiastic and mostly neurotic tourist. And he goes around and explores different things uh, from his own little perspective. Now, while I was in the park this last week, Jeff was there, and we hung out several times, and we talked about things that were going on on the Disney Podcast Network and things like that. But one of the things that we did at the end of the night was we went on to Alice, and we took a ride, and I told him, I said, do me a favor, just stand behind me and do your saw bit. I'm not going to mention it on the show. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to play it like it's actually just, it just happened. And we'll see what happened. Well, I don't know, Patrick, did I tell you how many emails I got about this uh, ride through this last week? No, but I was waiting for you to tell me that you got a bunch right after I heard it. <laughs> oh, you bet. I, I knew people were going to email about that. Well, the first email came just over 10 hours from the time that I uploaded it. And this person was ticked. They said, when you go on to a ride, especially Alice in Wonderland, which happened to be his favorite ride in the whole world, 
He said, and some idiot is behind you talking through the whole ride. Could you please go back on the ride and re-record and not do that to us again? Well, he went ahead, uh, he and I went ahead and uh, exchanged a couple of emails, and I explained to him that it was uh, Jeff from the Meandering Mouse podcast. And he, he got a kick out of it once he knew exactly what it was. In regards to all of this, uh, Adam, actually also from uh, the Bay Area here in California, sent in an email and he asked uh, if we recorded the Saul bit on Alice all in one take, or did we edit several sequences together? And the reason for this being because Saul is usually a highly produced bit on uh, Jeff's show, and it takes Jeff quite a while to put together his little sequences with all the sounds and and everything like that. He's not actually uh, always where we think he is during the show. And uh, it's, it's quite a funny bit that he does, but the question that Adam had was, did I actually do this all in one take? Do you remember, Patrick, me telling you exactly what happened when we went on Alice to do this Saul bit? Yeah, after I heard it for the first time and talked to you, uh, on the phone, uh, after I heard it, uh, you you uh, filled me in on exactly what happened on that ride. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we actually went in, got onto the ride, and well, well, actually, I'll tell you what. Why don't I go ahead and play what actually happened when we were on that ride, and that'll kind of lead us into the next bit here. What do you say? That'll work. Okay. So this will be. Uh, track that I call Saul on Alice. Because of this, he was doing great. <laughs> Terry, take out the video camera. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so as you can actually hear on our, the beginning of our ride through uh, through Alice, we uh, we had Jeff going on, and he was doing his saw bit and everything, and we got just around the corner from the singing flowers, and the whole ride shut down. Literally, the lights came on, the sound went off, and it couldn't have been at a better time, because the Cheshire Cat said, lose something, and then all the lights came on, and then he says, I'm not all here. And then the sound all went away. (laughs) We're sitting in the ride going, "Uh, wait a minute, what, you know? And this actually was kind of of interesting because this was the first time I had ever actually been evac'd off a ride. And yes, uh, we actually were brought off the ride, walked through the Alice attraction, through a gate uh, or through a set of doors past where the... uh, the cards sequence is where they have the uh, painting the roses red uh, cards and the, uh, the the marching cards actually is the sequence right past that is a set of doors and uh, very unceremoniously we were kind of paraded through this area which is right on the other side of that is a little uh, little workshop where they can pull the uh, caterpillars off and you know as Jeff is so fond of saying change their Goodyear tires and uh we went out a door and around the back and they just kind of went, okay, go out there and if you want to ride again, come back up the exit. And we walked out and sure enough, we got down to the end and out a door and we came out right by the bathrooms over by the Matterhorn. I didn't even know there was an exit there. Okay. Please watch your hands, aren't My girlfriend's one car ahead here. So. And right this way, watch your staff, everyone. Down, that way. <laughs> That's right. This way, that way. Which way? You coming? I'm going to ask that you do not take photographs, please. We won't. That's all right. I can't take any good things with my phone anyway. Don't worry. Oh, Terry. Oh, she's already gone. Where? Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, go figure. You didn't tell me this. You coming this way? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is for the rides down after the park closes. If you guys wish to ride again, uh-huh. just go ahead and walk straight up through the exit. And tell them that figured while we're here.
off of Indy? The ball was coming at us and he goes, uh, are we the lights go came on, the ball's rolling in front of us. And it lit everything and you could see oh, behind yeah. the ball. We'll, we'll let you know when we get there. You see the tool shot behind the ball. Right. And they came and brought this little ladder up, took us off, we walked under the ball, down the ramp, and around and out. Oh, really? Yeah. We sat there staring at the ball going like this. <laughs> and then Indy was like kind of twitching and waggling up on the rope. It was really creepy. <laughs> Are we going to try this again? You just walk right up to the exit. Yeah. Adam, somewhere. Somebody took too long getting on and asked her, and it stopped the rotation. So they have to reset the ride. <laughs> so what uh, what happened after that was we ended up uh, spending about 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so, while we were waiting for them to cycle the ride through. Attention in and around Alice in Wonderland, covering up attraction with manuals and reset, please stand clear. You calling me back? When they stopped doing it, at what point? The last time you guys they stopped? Attraction and power down yeah. immediately, please stand clear. So once they had cycled the ride through and everything, uh, they put us back on the ride and we began to go on the ride again. Now, of course, Jeff had already recorded Saul's first bit. And so this pretty much is what happened on the second ride through. And there's 
lady across the way screaming at me. Oh, there's my shoes and my shoes, my little slipper shoes. There's your like my shoes. And I'm going down now in the tree. And on the party for my own birthdays, I think he's up ahead. There's your man with the, with the tooth. He has a tooth and he wants me to go to the party. Oh, no, Mr. Tooth. If you ever want to be put on the spot while you're at Disneyland, be put on the spot by having someone come out of the exit of the of the Alice attraction and scream at the top of their lungs like he did. Everyone in the queue turns around and looks at you. We had everyone in that queue just rocket their head around and take a look at this guy who was as we're coming out of this thing and I am just laughing so hard you can if you listen to the uh, to the bit that I just played there right at the end you can hear that I actually crack up it is just so incredibly hard to be quiet while Jeff is doing that Saul bit so what all of this actually leads us into other than an answer to these other two emails here is the question of do you do these shows in one take that's pretty much a, a common email that both Patrick and I get uh, from people. They ask, you know, if, if the ride-throughs that we do are doctored in any way, uh, if we use any special, you know, things to, to make the ride-through sound better, and that sort of thing. And uh, so what we're going to do right now is we're going to go ahead and talk about a few things that we've done just recently uh, and it's actually going to be Patrick's uh, sequence here that we're going to talk about. And uh, we will uh, kind of break it down and show you guys exactly what goes into making one of these little things that we do. So, Patrick, you want to talk about it from here? Yeah. Um, when I put a show together, I generally spend in the neighborhood of about three weeks working on my shows, which is part of the reason why I only do one show a month. Um, I usually take the week after my show and I'll kind of brainstorm a little bit and figure out what attraction or area of the park I want to focus on on my next show. Once I get that figured out, I'll spend a couple of weeks gathering clips, kind of scripting stuff out, getting everything together for the show, and then the final week prior to the show, I'll spend probably in the neighborhood of 20, 25 hours um, actually cleaning up all the audio, uh, getting it clipped in, into sections, and recording my dialogue and then putting it all together. So that's the main reason why I only do one show a month. Mine are very highly produced. Because I can't get down to the park uh, for the live audio, I generally have to put everything together from scratch. 
Uh, now, in some cases, uh, like the hotel show last month, I had a recording where I got onto the Disneyland Hotel tram and rode over to the hotel. And it was very obviously a live clip, with the exception of the Dr. Tram narration from Brian. folks and welcome aboard the Disneyland Hotel tram. Please sit well back in your seats while our tram is in motion. Please hold on to hats, glasses, MP3 players, or any loose items that could fall from the tram. We hope that you've enjoyed today's window to the magic.com podcast and will join us again soon. Please remain seated until the tram comes to a complete stop. Welcome to the Disneyland Hotel. So that that sounds like a, a clip that you recorded or that I recorded in the park, although I don't recall uh, having recorded a hotel tram ride through for you. And uh, but you're in Oklahoma, as uh, as a lot of our listeners don't know, which is about twelve hundred miles from the park. So did you just take a hotel tram ride that you had and uh, and just put Brian's narration on top of it or what? Well, that was my original intention. Um, now, it wasn't a recording I had. What I did was I knew that on a couple of the shows from our first year, you did the Almost Live in the Park shows. Right. And I knew in the first one you went from your car to the tram mm -hmm. and then rode the tram into the park obviously going the opposite direction from what i wanted but it was still a live recording with the people and the tram sounds and everything and my intention was to was to take the narration that i wrote for brian and drop it in uh, to the clip and you know that that would be that, that unfortunately when i listened back to it you, because it was a different type of a show, it wasn't aware in the park. You were just walking from from your car to the to the to the, to the tram. You talked the whole time. About every ten or fifteen seconds, you said something. Are you saying I talk too much? No, but uh, in in this case, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and then once you got on the tram, you didn't talk. But between the guy coming over the the speaker system and Corey's pre-recorded narration going to downtown Disney, there were no clean spots for me to drop that Brian summer narration into. So I built that live clip from scratch. <laughs> from like, what do you mean from scratch? <laughs> well, it's actually uh, seven separate pieces. It sounds like one solid clip but it's actually seven separate pieces that explains the sound files that uh, that you've sent to me that are that are marked with the different names <laughs> here i assume that you're gonna break this apart for us uh yeah, yeah i sure am um i actually started with that uh, walk you did from your car to the tram um and i just clipped out 
uh, about 25, 30 seconds of crowd sounds. As you walked towards the tram, you can clearly hear the, the engine sound getting closer in the clip, and you can hear a, a tram pulling away in the background. And I just chopped you talking out. <laughs> so I had a clean crowd track. Uh, so go ahead and play that. I get it. Okay, from there, I needed an engine sound. So I actually went outside and started my car, lifted up the hood, and stuck a microphone down into the engine, and that gave me the engine sound for the tram. Now, what I did was I slowed it down and I deepened it a little bit to make it sound like it was a bigger engine. We drive a, a, a compact car, so it really didn't sound like the big tram engine but with a little doctoring I, I was able to recreate a pretty close approximation of the the Disneyland tram so go ahead and play the engine sound so this is like a Ford Focus at slow speed <laughs> uh, yeah Now that wasn't the that wasn't the sound that you played though. That was before you slowed it down, right? Um, no, that was after. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, it was actually uh, uh, quite a bit quieter, and because I was sticking the microphone directly into the engine, it, it picked up uh, quite a bit louder. But I did slow it down just a little bit, uh, so it would sound deeper. <laughs> now from there, uh, before the tram pulls away. The guy that stands in the back of the tram that makes sure everybody, everyone is out of the way um, before the tram pulls out will call to the driver that everyone's clear and uh, the driver will honk twice and then the tram will pull away. And I did get that from your uh, initial recording from the Almost Live in the Park. Um, but of course this wasn't the hotel tram, this was the the parking structure to downtown Disney tram, but the driver pretty much yells the same thing, so that's where this comes in. Go ahead and play the driver track. <laughs> yep. Okay. You're, you're right. That doesn't, uh, doesn't say where they're going, so that works out. Okay. Now I needed the tram pulling away, and the sound that was uh, in that uh, clip that you recorded mm -hmm. uh, just wasn't what I wanted. You couldn't. You could barely hear the engine uh, doing anything uh, once you were in the tram, and the wind uh, was particularly bad because it was blowing directly into your microphone. So I needed a pull-away sound. So I followed my daughter Hope to the bus stop. <laughs> with my iRiver and microphone. <laughs> and I stood there with the uh, iRiver and with, with and I stood there with the microphone uh, pointing to the, the ground right in front of the bus and recorded the bus pulling away with uh, all the kids uh, going to school. So this is the pull away sound you're about to hear. School bus. <laughs> okay, next, um, because I wanted it to sound like an honest-to-goodness live clip, <laughs> sitting in the tram, there's going to be wind. Now, I didn't want it to be as heavy as it was, you know, if you were actually recording 
the tram live, but I did need the wind in there so it would be more convincing. So I had my wife Faith drive me around the block and I rolled the window down and held the microphone in about the middle of the car. But it was enough so that the wind blowing in through the window hit the microphone just enough uh, that I just adjusted the volume on it and so I had the wind passing in the background and I just kind of I tweaked it so that it was going up in volume and down in volume and I I placed it differently in the left and right so it would sound like things were going by in stereo. Um, so go ahead and play the, the wind track. Do your neighbors ever look at you on? <laughs> Just wondering. Sometimes. <laughs> Yikes. That's that thing that we're not allowed to mention on the Window to the Magic <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so there you have wind. And finally, I had uh, Brian Summer... Uh, record my custom Disneyland Hotel tram narration and uh, go ahead and play that now. Greetings folks and welcome aboard the Disneyland Hotel tram. Please sit well back in your seats while our tram is in motion. Eight seconds. <laughs> well, it was uh, the original was obviously longer. I just uh, sent you a shorter clip for that. Didn't, uh, didn't, oh. uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't want to make you play the, the isolated clip all the way through. Gotcha. Um, so, all that layered together <laughs> to create my live recording on the Disneyland Hotel Tram. So, now that you've heard it in pieces, why don't you go ahead and play the Hotel Tram clip again? Okay, will do. folks, and welcome aboard the Disneyland Hotel Tram. Please sit well back in your seats while our tram is in motion. Please hold on to hats, glasses, MP3 players, or any loose items that could fall from the tram. We hope that you've enjoyed today's WindowToTheMagic.com podcast and will join us again soon. Please remain seated until the tram comes to a complete stop. Welcome to the Disneyland Hotel. Wow. Now, the, the whole point of, of kind of letting the cat out of the bag on that clip was, was simply to, to illustrate that, you know, maybe a little bit more work goes into, you know, these shows than, than people are aware of. Now, I don't want you to sit there and listen and trying to, f you know, figure out what I made up and what's real because my whole purpose in, in getting all those little elements and layering them together was I wanted you to hear it and I didn't want you to go hey he made that up <laughs> I wanted it to sound real <laughs> now I've done this a bunch of times over the past whatever it's been year plus that I've I've been doing shows I've I've done this more than once uh, but I'm not going to tell you where else I did it and I'm not going to tell you anymore where I I do it because I don't want you to listen and go hey that that doesn't sound quite right he he made that up mm -hmm. just you know, when i need to 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 make a clip i i do what i have to do to make it convincing enough that you don't even give it a second thought right yeah well that that definitely was convincing because i thought it was a real hotel tram recording so i i know that until you told me 
I didn't uh, didn't even realize what you had done. So I'm uh, quite amazed at what you're able to do. <laughs> well, and I have a lot of fun doing it, too. Absolutely. Now, see, this is the same sort of thing that I do in the park when uh, I get a where in the park game that doesn't quite go right, such as this whole Saul um, on Alice uh, ride through that we spoke about earlier. I went ahead and put that uh, together kind of meshed it together so that you really thought you were just having one ride through and uh, it, it I don't want it to break the magic you know sometimes things just aren't as clean as you want them to be so I'm gonna go ahead and play something here for you all and uh, then we will be back to uh, close out the show enjoy
Darkness, I summon thee. 
imagination, huh? <laughs> I would like to thank you all for listening to the windowtothemagic.com podcast as we enjoy our second year of bringing you the best audio experiences from throughout the world of Disney. Recently, we have released several unscheduled podcasts and the Window to the Magic videocasts come at any time. So be sure to check your podcast aggregator software to make sure that you're getting every episode. The windowtothemagic.com podcast can be reached in the following ways. Our email address, well, actually, what's our email address, Patrick? <laughs> our email address for questions, comments, contest entries, and suggestions is podcast at windowtothemagic.com. No rehearsal here. No. <laughs> the uh, windowtothemagic.com telephone hotline is 206-984-9886. That's 206-984-WTTM. What's that stand for anyway, Paul? Ooh, um, gee, I didn't, jeez, I remember, um, nope, not a clue. What does it stand for? Window to the Magic. Right, Window to the Magic, gotcha. And the Window to the Magic discussion forums where you can sign on, join in, and uh, actually tell us how silly we are when we're doing these shows together and trying <laughs> to sound cute. Uh, is www.disneypodcastnet.com. We have episode-specific forums, and we have just general forums in there, so feel free to join us and uh, start a topic saying we love the shows that you and Patrick do together, or we don't, either way. We appreciate your feedback, like I just said, so be sure to email us or call us soon, or go over to the forums, because we want to know what you're thinking. So be sure to join us next week when Patrick, as always, will be your host. <laughs> just just once a month. Just once a month. Maybe the, maybe the guest host spot if, if you know they don't find these shows irritating. I have an extra as always running around here somewhere, so i got to put it in somewhere. I mean, I'm not known as Paul as always Barry for, you know, nothing. So uh, this has been windowtothemagic.com podcast number 61. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum, consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners.